Welcome to the Black Doctor Collective Podcast. We as Black doctors are in a unique position. We can change our communities, healthcare, and the world. Of course, we start by changing the way we see and value ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Shanika Horn, pediatrician and physician coach, travel extraordinaire. I am so happy to have you here and listening. So let's get into it. Welcome back to another week. We have two guests on this episode. I think it's my first time doing two guests, y'all. You guys are my special. multiple guests. Yeah, this is amazing. Okay. <laughs> so this week we have Dr. Shayla Nettie and Dr. Antoinette Williams. And so we have heard from Dr. Shayla before, if you guys have been religiously listening to the episodes, which I know you have been, but Dr. Shayla is a board certified internal medicine and obesity medicine physician. She's the co-founder of Cooking on Purpose Health, a virtual direct care preventative and obesity medicine practice. She also serves as chief clinical strategic strategist, it'd be nice if I could read, strategist, at a healthcare design agency in Boston. She completed medical school at Morehouse School of Medicine, where she also met her husband and they have a five-year-old daughter. She believes that food is medicine and the foundation of a healthy life. She recognizes community barriers that contribute to food insecurity and hosts community events to speak about culturally relevant food in North Carolina and Georgia. She uses her love for cooking, medicine, and design to share health education in non-traditional ways with patients directly via her virtual care practice and her social media platforms. I hope by now you guys are now following Dr. Shayla and doing all these recipes because I'm definitely eyeing them and have my mouth watering every week. So. (laughs) So her partner in crime is Dr. Antoinette Williams, MD, MSPH, and she's a board-certified general public health and preventative medicine physician. She's a proud mother and wife, two driving forces behind her passion to live a lifestyle of health. She's a native of St. Louis, Missouri, where she learned the importance of community. She's co-founder of Cooking on Purpose Health, a virtual preventative and obesity medicine practice with a lifestyle medicine focus. She also serves veterans as a medical examiner at Trusted Medical. She attended Morehouse School of Medicine, which is where they met, I believe. Is that true? That's right. You got yes. it. You got it. <laughs> yes. Great. And she trained at both Rutgers University and Meharry Medical College. So welcome, Dr. Shayla and Dr. Antoinette. Hey. Thank you. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Thanks for having me back. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So we've heard a little bit of Dr. Shayla's story. Um, So Dr. Antoinette, I'm going to ask you to tell us how you decided to become a doctor and what that journey into medicine was like. Yeah. um, Yeah. So definitely. um, Initially, probably like most people, I got into medicine, you know, wanting to help people, had this passion for like people and helping people, particularly kids at the time. Um, And so I just got into medicine, you know, with that mindset of wanting to do a lot of, um, of, of information sharing too, wanting to give people a lot of information just coming from uh, the background I came from as far as, you know, being in a a area where, you know, health education isn't necessarily um, prominent. 
And so I initially got in with that mindset, kind of got into the rigmarole of medicine in general, specifically in my first residency, I initially did pediatrics um, and I was at, at Rutgers um, and it was a great, it, yeah, <laughs> it was a great, I mean, it was a good experience overall. It's really just the time frame where I recognized that medicine itself, just kind of just a system of medicine wasn't uh, the way I thought it was going to be, you know? Um, yep. and so that definitely was a, a time where I um, kind of reassessed what I really wanted to do and took time to really focus on like what I, what I got into this for, what that can really look like in a real professional, um, in, in a working environment. And then also, um, you know, what, what kind of best serves me and best serves the people that I want to serve as well. And I want to help and educate and, and, and things of that nature. And so that's when I switched to preventive medicine uh, because it also included a public health aspect, which is really a big part of me getting into medicine, you know, advocacy and wanting to kind of speak for those who may not have the information or the voice or aren't in those rooms to speak for themselves sometimes. And so I got into preventive medicine, you know, with that public health background, um, with that public health part of it too, to, to, to do that. And so that's really my very quick, short journey into medicine and kind of how I switched and, and then uh, started this, uh, this uh, virtual practice with Shayla. Um, you know, we kind of communicated a lot about medicine and just the system of medicine and, you know, how we're kind of frustrated with it and what we can do to change, you know, not just talking about the, the issue, but coming up with solutions um, to, to be a part of the change that we wanted to see, you know. Um, so we talked a lot about what we wanted in our visions for medicine and how we wanted to practice. And so we, uh, you know, met and then kind of talked about cooking on purpose, which wasn't that name at the time, but, you know, we just kind of talked about what we wanted and came up with cooking on purpose and, and partnered from there. That's amazing. I feel like it needs to be said the fact that all of us shift the way we practice because things like patient education and advocacy and public health are not included in our current practice. Like, isn't that kind of a shame? Exactly. Right. Right. And so these are like the things that we find fulfilling and the things, the reasons why we got into medicine to begin with, and they're not included, like how weird. Exactly. So I love that you both have taken, you know, a new direction, like learning obesity medicine, learning preventative medicine as a means to further or like deepen your practice and, like your commitment to your patient population. So tell me, I know, I know, I know the story, I should say, about how you guys ended up partnering on this and creating this venture. So, but I think, you know, it'll be nice to share. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'll, I'll start it. Yeah. Internet, I'll tag you to give your, <laughs> I can tag your hand. You can say what really happened. Um, But yeah, so like you said, design was a big part or has been a big part of how I practice medicine. And so really what happened, um, I was working with the design company um, that I'm a part of and seeing a lot of projects where we were working with um, different organizations, some private organizations, but mostly um, CMS, so the Center of Medical 
goodness, I'm blanking on the name, Center of Medicare and Medicaid Services. Um, I might have messed that up a little bit. But uh, but essentially working with them to figure out like different um, opportunities to improve things from a public health aspect. And one of the things I kept running into was this lifestyle medicine um, specialty. Oh, yeah. And I was like, what is this? Like, I've never heard of something like this before. And so um, I was just digging into it out of curiosity. Um, because at the time I was very much uh, jaded with medicine. I, at the time I was a hospital doctor with this design job um, as like not a side hustle, but almost like a way for me to kind of exit out of clinical medicine was how I was seeing it. So mm-hmm. I was looking at lifestyle medicine and I started seeing, wait, like there's a whole different way I could be practicing medicine potentially. Like I'm seeing things about like culinary medicine and using food as medicine. And it wasn't like in a way where you didn't trust it because I had heard of things like that where it's like, okay, food as medicine, but what does that really mean? What kind of food? <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, like I don't want to say quacks, but things that weren't as trusted. And I think also when the way that we were trained, that just wasn't the language that was used. It was very mm-hmm. much about, you know, what symptoms do people have? What are the medicines they need? And that's medicine. And so mm-hmm. it really spoke to me at the time. I was just like, man, this could be something I do I could do that's different, but I didn't really have a clear vision of what I wanted to do. And having some self-awareness, I knew that I tend to be easily excitable and, um, and can get really, uh, you know, just get really passionate about something. And so Antoinette, Dr. Williams, some people call her or her patients call her, (laughs) uh, but Antoinette, super close friends since our medical school days. And like, she was always like, we used to call her grandma net <laughs> because of her wisdom though wisdom i'm serious like she was she was the wise old soul um in the 30 year old body and so um and so she's like the friend people we will go to to consult and say hey i'm thinking of this what do you think and she's gonna keep it real she's gonna be honest and give you practical tips and advice and so in preparation for talking to her i said okay let me look into this more and make sure i understand what i want to do and so really it was just me coming up with like a draft of a pitch. I had no one to pitch it to. There was no company I was going to go to. There was no job that was waiting for me. It literally was just me saying, hey, let me come up with a couple of slides. It turned into like 32 slides. I mean, that's <laughs> the, you know, residency did that to me. I always think everything has to be PowerPoints in order for yeah. it to be real. <laughs> so, but the slides, this, they were nice slides. It wasn't like a whole bunch yeah. of words. I remember I was they in were design good. company. They were good. It was yeah. nice. I'm telling you, if, if there's a way to do a visual podcast, I would present the slideshow and you would go, okay, this is, this is doable. <laughs> but um, I was super nervous and showing it to her because, you know, it was something I really cared about. And I, I felt like there was a part of me that was like, oh, is this silly? Am I, you know, am I tripping? I should just be happy that I'm a doctor, stay in this traditional lane, put in my 20 years and tap out. So what I ended up doing was like, look it into what does it look like to um, work with people who struggle with in food deserts and food insecurity and how to use like my expertise as a doctor and pairing that with medicine and food. And so I presented that to Antoinette and I was just sharing with her, hey, this is the idea that I have. And, um, you know, I'm not, we're doing this on a Zoom call, similar to what we're doing now because we live in different states. So the whole converse, the whole uh, conversation, I'm not looking at her. I'm just looking at the camera and I'm telling myself, don't look at the screen because I don't want to see her like shaking her head like this is crazy. So I finish it. And I, you know, I dropped the mic and she's in my mind, what she said, this may not be what she really said, but in my mind, what she said was, this is good. I like this. Like, 
I can see myself being a part of something like this. And my initial interpretation of it was like, oh, she's saying that to be nice. Like, you know, she, she, you know, she's trying to let me down easy, but she kept persisting. She was like, no, really, I would, this is exactly the kind of thing that I want to be a part of. Like, this is what we need to do. And to me, that was the light that said, okay, this is not like a pipe dream. This is something that's for real. This is something that it resonates with someone outside of myself. Yeah, that is, there's so many key points here, right? (laughs) I think, first of all, we all have all of this internal dialogue Mm -hmm. that is happening. And we're like, oh, no one wants to hear my idea or they're not going to like it. And then when they like it, you're like, well... Mm. they're just saying it to be nice they don't really like it it's like all of this stuff that's happening in our head but I think this is like such a good example of how if you do go beyond all the the chatter and actually present and share your idea like there's so much potential for collaboration and partnership and so I love that you guys are partnering on this venture especially because we want to promote that to other doctors, right? Everyone's, we always talk about the struggle bus of one, like everyone's on this thing on by themselves trying to figure everything out. So I would love to hear you guys talk about what it's been like to work together and develop this partnership. Yeah, definitely. Um, and basically everything she said for the most part is what I remember. You know, I don't remember (laughs) all those details specifically, but I mean, I think it's been a great partnership for us because we kind of talk about this a lot how we work in our strengths you know what I mean so I, I appreciate the grandma nets thing I, I like I <laughs> like I appreciate the the wisdom just like or just being able to kind of you know think from a, a broad perspective and kind of seeing all aspects and kind of really just a, a super analytical or maybe you know just very uh, methodical about the way I approach things and Shayla ob- obviously is very smart and intelligent and methodical too but she has this creative like freedom that she brings to 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 um, our partnership as well and so that balance I think is sort of a perfect match for us um, and then also just us being friends yeah. uh, being able to talk as friends communicate as friends like be real with each other yeah. you know um, that's that's been great and and us also just having that emotional like these keywords that people have now but just that emotional intelligence sincerely to communicate with each other effectively and not take things personally but also you know just uh, understand that it's for the betterment of ourselves and each other and our company as a whole right so I think just having that balance has been key for us um and it has been great in our partnership yeah we both talk about operating in our zone of genius like you know instead of Instead of me looking at what Antoinette does and going, oh, I should do more of that because she's doing so much of that, recognizing this is what she's good at and me learning how to let let go of, because I think like you say, um, Shanika, what, it's really easy, especially if you're solo to think, okay, I need to do everything. I need to be the one that um, is controlling everything. But when you're in a partnership, like the only way it's going to thrive is if you learn how to let go and trust and it, and it be a mutual thing. And so- I'm so grateful that me and her work together because I could, I know for sure if it was just me by myself, I would have already burnt out from this because I, <laughs> I can go from zero to 100 and try to stay on 100 for a long time. Whereas Antoinette, she, she does a great job of like just being so honest and, um, and real. And because of our friendship, that's the foundation of everything. Our friendship and both of us are in similar seasons of life. Like we're both moms. We both have kids that are five. Um, we're both married. Um, you know, we both, um, 
that are frustrated with medicine. And so, and, and you know, we have some really core values too that are aligned. And so that makes it easy for us to, to talk about things and just speak from a real place instead of it. It's not just business with us. We're friends that went into business together and we're family. Honestly, we're family. She's like a sister to me, like a, like a big sister. Cause clearly I'm the, I'm the little kid version. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I mean, I agree. And then also just making like understanding that, um, like kind of like what she said, we don't have to do it all on our own and we can trust that the other person is there to, to help us and pick us up. And also when in those times where we are doubting ourselves yeah. or kind of doubting what we think we can do, it's good to, for us, it's been great to have like someone to, you know, uh, come back at us with, no, like we can do this. We've done right. so much already and we can keep right. going. Let's just keep going and do it together. So yep. that's been great. Yep. The external person to talk back to that negative critic. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, I love that flow that you guys have. Mm-hmm. There's obviously like a beautiful underlying trust there. There's um, a level of maturity in each of you individually, because that's really what it takes to maintain both a friendship and a business relationship, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think that speaks to the importance of choosing partners like in people that you can feel free to be yourself with and who are going to give you honest feedback and have different strengths than you. So like, there's just a lot of different components to establishing like a nice, healthy partnership. I think we spend so much time focusing on that in terms of like romantic relationships, right? Finding your equal partner, finding someone on your wavelength. And we don't talk about it in terms of friendship Mm -hmm. and in terms of like business partnership, even though it's equally as important. Yeah. Right. That's a good point. That's a great point. So I think like we fell into it. (laughs) Yeah. A lot of the things that you said are examples of those things. It's like, you can't just decide to work with someone, but like, you know, someone whose feedback you value, someone who is going to match your energy, like in terms of commitment or bringing whatever their skill sets are. So I think those are such important components in any relationship. And we need to like focus on them more in friendship and partnerships. Yep. Absolutely. Like romance, husband, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, (laughs) okay, but friends can also be soulmates and business partners. I agree. So I agree. Can I share one thing? This is going to be so funny, but Antoinette might kill me. Her birthday was just just passed (laughs) and I found this card that to me perfectly captured like our friendship like she's my grown-up best friend forever like you know when you're a little kid and you had you know how you pass the notes and you're like are you my BFF I didn't do I didn't have anything like that growing up you know what I mean it was just like let me just finish school get out of here and then I'm going to go to college and be cool and so (laughs) for her for her birthday I found this this amazing card and like perfectly captured how I feel like you know what like I'm a grown up, like I'm, you know, I'm a grown up now, and I found someone <laughs> who I'm a big girl, and I found someone who is who, um, you know, it is someone that is a friend and who I felt like I've went through so much with, and part of that is probably because in medical school we went through a lot in medical school, um, <laughs> but just the seasons of life, just the seasons of life, you know. Yeah, um, that is like the best promo for making new friends even as adults, everyone's all hashtag no new friends. It's like, Uh, (laughs) you grow, you change, you become a different person. You're not the same person throughout your life. And so there are going to be friendships that meet your needs that 
were different from the needs you had previously. So this is awesome. Okay, so you guys are in different states. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's correct. Co-managing a business. Yeah. Tell yep. me about how you guys are making it work. Mm, that's a good question. Yeah, so <laughs> for us, um, organization is key, especially for me in general. Um, just making sure that we uh, have that time to meet. We meet weekly, you know, just to kind of flush out every, you know, idea that we have, really, you know, stay organized, have everything categorized, just being honest, like just have everything categorized. And and that way we're all always on the same page. And if we ever have to do like additional follow-ups and things like that, you know, we're always, we're constantly just meeting um, and, and, and setting aside time to make sure that we are getting the things done that we set out to do and that we're, you know, on the same page and organized and update each other. Mm-hmm. Um, basically weekly for the most part, um, that's been, I think the bet, uh, um, the key thing that kind of keeps us organized and able to get these things done. And kind of like we said before too, like working in our strengths yeah. too. So, you know, everything doesn't fall on me or fall on Shayla. You know, I'm able to take care of a lot of things and even just on our, on my own. And she takes care of a lot of things on our own. And we kind of come back together right. and, and, and see things that are, you know, that we've completed and, and kind of see how things have grown, grown in the short period of time we started this. Yep. And Google has been our friend. Google yeah. Docs, Google <laughs> Sheets, Google Forms, Google Drive, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, yeah. thank, thank God for technology that allows us to work yeah. remotely and, you know, in terms of distance but still be able to see things in real time and change things in real time. And, you know, we text because we're friends, but we also, we try to be mindful of like, um, like we have a Slack channel that way we can talk to each other. So we know that, okay, this is business that we're talking about versus like texting each other. It's like, oh, is Antoinette texting me as as Antoinette? (laughs) Or is she texting me as this is something like urgent? I mean, sometimes we text as business stuff, of course, but we just try to make sure that they're not necessarily a separation, but we're still honoring the friendship part of it too, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the, sorry. Sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, like, I think the, like the quarantine period where there was so much communication through Zoom, probably like, I I don't even, I don't know, but maybe thinking if that hadn't happened, you know, obviously it was, you know, a tragedy and all that, but just Mm -hmm. obviously the the things that we were able to kind of do not in person with people kind of probably blossom this idea among, with a lot of people that you can kind of do things and you don't have to be in the same place. Right. You know what I mean? And, and, and just thinking that um, that likely was a big part of why we thought or had the idea that we could do this even in different states, you know? Yeah, a for point. sure. The culture shifted with the pandemic yeah, in terms of exactly. being able to do things virtually. Mm-hmm. I am so glad you guys brought up about like having a Slack channel and doing these things. Cause you know, my next question was, boundaries <laughs> how do you establish boundaries so you've kind of already started talking about it um you know trying to keep things with a slack channel because that's one of the issues in medicine right is that mm-hmm. a lot of us have very bad work boundaries yeah mm-hmm. we yeah. work more than we should we yeah. do a lot of unpaid tasks we yeah. and that's part of what leads to the burnout and you mentioned yeah. having a partner helps with that because you're not doing everything yourself but you could still kind of get burned out if yeah. one or both people in a partnership are not having good boundaries so mm-hmm. i guess talk to me is that something that you guys out right established or mm-hmm. and like discussed or was it kind of something that fell into place no yeah we definitely uh established that uh, from the beginning it's funny you say that because 
um, probably definitely before we started our, our business, you know, we, me and another one of our friends from medical school, um, we, we have this like book club basically, or just times where we meet and just kind of discuss life and, and growth and read books and things like that. Or maybe we are just talking about things or, you know, we're, you know, um, going through the Bible or things like that. And we read the book boundaries, set boundaries, mm. I don't know if you but set boundaries was one of the books. Is and it the Andrew Tawa book? Yeah, yes. Andrew Tawa. Set boundaries, yes. find peace. Yes, that book is Love it. Find peace. Yeah. <laughs> okay, audience. Yeah, I have mentioned that so book okay. before, so if y'all have not checked it out, this is a second yes. endorsement. But continue. Absolutely, absolutely. It was definitely like a game changer just in general for life. And so I think us all kind of being on that same wavelength, we were very clear and wanting to set those boundaries. Yep. You know, just understanding that we can't get overwhelmed. Like we talk and we communicate as mothers, as wives, as mm -hmm. women in medicine, you know, and understand that we are overwhelmed oftentimes and often don't have those boundaries in our workplace. Right. Um, and so we wanted to be able to create an environment where we can set those things yeah. and are just completely honest with each other. Like, you know, like at, on Fridays afternoon, we're, we're not, we're not talking about business mm -hmm. anymore. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like whatever it is that we are, we set for ourselves, we've kind of established those up front yep. and if things change and we, and it needs to change, uh, we're a, we're just communicating those things clearly. And uh, to be honest, I think a big, uh, well, a great thing about the fact that we are friends too is we can kind of sense like you know something's yep. off like you're, you're overwhelmed like what's going on like yeah. and just you know like okay well we don't have to do that this week you right. know we can figure out a different way to do it or I can take on some of the load this week right. you know you know we always want to be there for each other so we're always trying to do our best for each other yeah you know but also just recognizing when to be like, hey, like I can take on some more or, you know, we can cut this off or we can push these things back, you know, prioritizing what's important and what's not. So definitely boundaries has been a a, a big part of us just being, continuing to be successful, I think too. Yeah. And checking in too, I would say to add to what Antoinette said, I don't know when we did it, but very, like very close to the beginning of us starting like our weekly meetings, we started saying, hey, before we start jumping into the business, let's check in five minutes and just say, how are you feeling? You know, what are you worried about? Are there any concerns, any fears, or like, or what are some wins you want to talk about? And it helped us set like this um, cadence of creating a space, like even during our meetings where we're given an opportunity to say what, like what, what we may be simmering on. And like our big reason for doing that, like we know that me and her, we can sense things, but what we're thinking also is like future-minded because we want this thing to grow. We want it to scale. So we want to create a space where when people are working with us, and they're in those rooms with us, so they feel like they have a, a time to sh have their voice be heard to say, hey, I feel like we're, we're doing too much of this, or I'm feeling kind of stressed about that, you know, so if we start now, when it's just, when it is me and, and Antoinette, then it, it can continue when there's more people with us. Mm -hmm. You guys are like a model of how things started, <laughs> because, ah, like, just enough my show. <laughs> yes kudos because honestly right a communication is the foundation of everything and it's clear that you guys are on very similar pages in terms of how to communicate what things need to be communicated um and then just being aware of how the other person works and really putting yourself in that other person's shoes and saying okay well let me take something off your plate or let me share your load and I think right. that that is super important. A lot of people don't do that. Yeah. So yeah. I think that that is a really important facet of any relationship. Again, um, the thing that I also wanted to ask about is, well, 
first, I would also like to say that common sense isn't common. So a lot of people assume that the other person is thinking what they're thinking. And so having these explicit conversations is critical, right? Laying things out at the beginning so that there is less room for conflict and less room for, for misunderstandings. Right. Okay. So how do you guys handle conflict? (laughs) <laughs> well I you know it's really simple whatever I say goes and whatever she says, she says goes, and that's it there's no there's no conflict. you wish <laughs> no, that's hilarious but no um <laughs> but the, kind of exactly what you're saying like being very explicit and I think because we um understand uh we re- because we spelled everything out from the beginning and understand that we're constantly coming from a place of sincerity and genuineness like um always kind of checking for me specifically I know I always kind of check in with myself like okay this I know she's not saying anything um out of uh like malintent and so just just listening to what she's saying for what it is and just being able to be critical of myself mm-hmm. and then address it and maybe express how I feel about it specifically um and then just adjust for what's needed like what is the goal the thing that I always kind of in any relationship really it's like what is the issue that we're trying to fix not you know how we're saying it to each other necessarily we want to be respectful for sure but what is the issue and how can we get the issue fixed Mm -hmm. you know that's my that's kind of my um I guess like model for just everything like what is the actual issue and how can we move forward Mm -hmm. and so then that may may mean that I need to do something different may mean that she needs to do something different but I think we're both open to the fact that we can communicate those things Mm -hmm. effectively so conflict definitely I think conflict is there it doesn't feel like conflict in a sense probably the way people may think but it's definitely there when we have different perspectives on how to do things you know yep and yeah. from a like from a, a macro level, I think that's there's like the version of like like when me and Antoinette have a disagreement, or we may see things from different perspectives, like you said. But then even from the macro level, when we're envisioning where do we want the business to go and like what's the goal, I mentioned how we do the check-ins at the beginning, but we also have at the top of all of our agendas what the mission is of our business. Um, mm-hmm. And so anytime we're having that. Um, what may be a conflict or what may be some friction. I don't Those are such strong words. I don't even think that really describes what we go through. Like anytime there's maybe some confusion, um, it's it, for me at least, internally I always go, okay, does this actually line up with what the mission is? And me and Antoinette will have conversations like, okay, well, let's remember why we started this, you know, because it's really easy to get caught up in the things that you need to do to try to grow mm-hmm. and to try to get um, eyes on on your business and to try to grab, grab that momentum and so always getting you know putting your eyes back on the initial reason the purpose behind the business um, and letting that drive us so that way it's not like falling in love with you know like social let's say what it is like social media is very tempting you know and um you know for me at least it can be really easy to get caught up and be like all right yeah got people watching the videos, got people watching the reels and got people sending messages. All right, I mean, isn't it's like, okay, that's great, but this is a vehicle so that people can know more about what we want to do in the community so we can do the mission of transforming people's health um, and changing mm-hmm. generational health. It's not about being a social media star. It's right. about yeah. using this brand, this company to impact change for others. Mm-hmm. Like it's about service first. Growing on social media is great, but the purpose is service 
and then mm-hmm. hopefully service leading to a profit, but service. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, and, that, and that's, that's a big key thing. Like profit is important, right? Like businesses can't be sustained yep. without some sort of profit. Even if it's nonprofit, it still needs to make money to generate and to be sustained. Exactly. Um, and so, you know, having that in mind, but also keeping the, the purpose, like she said, and the mission. And then also our faith leads us to like, we're making sure that we are guided by what we believe yeah. um, God wants us to do, yeah. you know, as, as our mission in general yes. with people and not specifically in medicine, but just the way we interact with people in general with yeah. kindness yes. and with sincerity, integrity. you know what I mean? And yeah. so, and integrity, exactly. And so just always kind of, always keeping that at top of mind. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I love yeah. that there is an assumption of best intentions. So, you know, if you assume best intentions and you know that this person is coming from a good place and it's much easier to hear the message mm-hmm. and resolve whatever whatever compromise needs to be made. Um, the other thing that I appreciate is that you guys are honest about the fact that sometimes there is like a difference in opinions or you know coming to a decision obviously is a collaborative activity I think people think that conflict is not a part of like you know we have this like tv mentality of like everything needs to be rosy and we need to be happy all the time and it's like that's not real and (laughs) right and so and and because we think that we don't focus on conflict resolution or improving communications or being really clear on communications and we don't have an appreciation for that skill set so it's nice Mm -hmm. to hear you guys talk about like well you know let's be mission focused and let's be value focused and also the work that you do on yourself, like your own personal development and how that's impacting your relationship, your friendship, your partnership. So all of these things are super important. And, you know, we don't often connect our own internal work with work with others, but it's very obvious that that is a critical part of how you work with others. And I think we're fortunate in the sense that we were are able to find that in each other as friends mm-hmm. and as business partners. Obviously, that's not the situation for all people all the right. time. Right. You know, and just in work environments in general, you know, you don't really know people. And so it's hard to understand people's motives, intentions and things like that. Yeah. Um, but like you said, like the self-work, I think helps a lot because then even if a person is coming from a bad place, you know, maybe just, you know, taking the time to check in with yourself, like, you know, kind of separating your own personal uh, emotions from what that person has going on and kind of hear like the value and what's being said, if there's value there. I think it's helpful in all aspects, really. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good, Pastor Antoinette. (laughs) Okay, so we've talked about, well, I feel like you guys have the extreme fortune of starting from a great foundation as friends. Yeah. And then the added bonus of kind of being in the same place developmentally, like you said, you have a lot of things in, in your life that are adjacent, but also your own personal work internally is in sync. Um, it's like the perfect chemistry. 
<laughs> I don't know if I could have picked. Yeah, I, was like, I don't know if yeah. I could have picked a better double guest episode. <laughs> we set the bar high now. I don't know how, where are you gonna go from here? There's nowhere to go. Like y'all are just at the top. I mean, honestly, right? Because this is everything we talk about on a weekly basis. Is yeah. how to maintain boundaries. How to you know do internal work like. I spend a lot of work as a physician coach doing this kind of stuff. Like how do you um, advocate for yourself and how do you speak up and communicate and all of it's based on communication, right? And internal thoughts. And so I feel like you guys are just really like, I didn't, I didn't plan this listeners. This just (laughs) like the magic. They're not going to believe you. They're not going to believe you. I didn't even know it was going to be this good. (laughs) (laughs) It still happens that you guys are, but you know, it's like that energy, right? It's like the energy of the people you attract into your life is based on what you're putting out. So I'm just going to kudos my own energy. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, kudos to you guys, because obviously, you know, I am very interested in the work that you guys are doing. So I want people to kind of get a a good idea of like the work that you are doing and what are some of the things you're looking forward to doing. Yeah, yeah. So the like our tagline really is that we transform health of people through lifestyle medicine and the power of food. Um, And right now, like the biggest thing that we're focusing on is the mission part of that uh, service. And so, you know, technically we are a medical service, but we're a nonprofit organization. Mm -hmm. So much of our mission is dedicated towards helping people who don't traditionally have access to a lot of the services that we provide. So having that one-on-one time with a physician, not just to talk about what medicines you're on, but like seeing you from a whole system, seeing what kind of food you're eating, what kind of stressors are you under, how is your sleep? Um, you know, what kind of physical activity you have, what are the toxic substances you have in your environment, whether it's smoking, whether it's drinking, whether it's, you know, other things that you may not control, and then the relationships that you're building with people. Um, And all those are like, we know those are super critical parts of health, but more than just talking about it, like Antoinette says, giving people um, education that helps them build that foundation for themselves And I think it's something powerful about it coming from a physician, like actually someone who understands medicine and the the complexities of it, but spending the time to talk to you and figuring out how it works for you, like very personalized, where it's not just this generic, you know, yeah, you should eat more fruits and vegetables. Yeah, you know, you gotta you gotta move more. You know, eat less, move more. We know that don't work. You know, (laughs) yeah, have a healthy relationship. All right, I'll see you next year for the next visit. You know what I mean? Like very one-on-one and we like this type of model is not new it is very present but usually the the type of places that is present is going to be very high ticket like people paying a lot of money to have dedicated one-on-one times with doctors who can check certain labs who will have certain conversations and you know we do have that part of our business where we offer that to those who can't afford it but we we use that money to funnel it so that we can then go into communities where people can't afford that and it comes to them at no cost. And not just one, not just from a one-on-one perspective, but also working with communities and community organizations to host events to get that going. But the biggest vehicle yeah. is food because when we say, you know, cooking on purpose, you're like, 
I mean, you don't think about any of that when you're cooking on purpose health. You think, well, what are y'all cooking? And like, that's yeah. the whole thing about the power of food. Like what we consume, yeah. it dictates so much about what's going on in our body, what's going on in our mind and our heart. Mm-hmm. And so we want to, we use that vehicle as a way to touch all those spaces and just come into people's kitchens and, and help their health. <laughs> it's how yeah. I think about yeah. it. It's a very intimate space, exactly. someone's kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. If you, if you in somebody's kitchen, they love you. And if they let you touch the <laughs> cast iron pan, they really like you, you know, cause you don't play with a cast iron, no, you know, you know that thing that's been handed down by great, great grandma. <laughs> Listen, the cast iron pan I had in college, my roommate wouldn't even let me touch. And it was my pan. Oh. <laughs> she was honestly she was way better at like maintaining it and preserving yeah. it and doing oh, what like yeah. and I was like I'm not doing any of this and she's like don't yeah. <laughs> it's a lot but you think about it the way that you take care of it like to truly take care of a cat I never thought about this until right now like the amount of energy and dedication it takes to take care of a cast iron pan like in a really w- real way yeah it's, it's like an analogy to how we take care of our bodies like you're not supposed to wash it with soap and water mm-hmm. you're supposed to use salt you're supposed to get rid as soon as you use it you you wash it or right. um, you get rid of all the gr- debris got to put oil on it you gotta put it in the oven it's a lot if you don't do it right, it starts rusting over. Yes. Then you can't use it anymore. And then you wonder why your food don't taste good. Same thing with your body. Mm-hmm. There's certain steps that we have to take every day that will build up over a long period of time that will then allow us to still thrive in life. And so we want to help people make those steps, take those steps now. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And your health. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the new motto. Yes. <laughs> And I think another key point too about what we're trying to do is just also uh, taking it from their perspective, Mm -hmm. not necessarily what we learn, you know, in the classroom all the time, like this is what you have to do, but like cultures are different. What people eat is different. You know, how their work-life balance, like what's going on in their life is different. And we can't, we don't usually have the time to really go through those things with us, with patients in in a traditional setting. And so we really want to be able to kind of dig into those things. And just kind of see what makes sense for them, you know, right. like being realistic about the care and the treatment plans and things like that. Yeah. So that's that's what's really unique. And also, like she said, people being able to uh, use our services if they can, if they can afford the paid part, but then also contrib- being able to contribute to those, the health of those around them, you know, who can afford these things right. in individual settings and community settings. We have a an event coming up as well um, at a local church in uh, East Point, Georgia, Mm -hmm. where we'll be uh, doing like a summer series where we're going to talk to them about, um, you know, their health and kind of go, it's a four part series, four part series where we'll talk through the different pillars of health and kind of get some personal stories about their own health journeys Mm -hmm. and just kind of communicate in a real like sort of sit down dinner type way. Yeah. um, To kind of they just have a conversation around health and what that really means and just having our medical perspective, but then also just their own personal stories too. And do it while eating food. Like it won't just be like, like you said, at a table, it's not just us coming in, but like, all right, you ready to talk? It's like, all right, we got the ingredients. Let's go over this meal. Let's go over how we can use these ingredients. Mm-hmm. And even to what Antoinette said about the cultural part. And I think me, you talked about this last time, Shanika, like when, when, when health is painted, when, it talk, when we talk about food, oftentimes it's like the vision is kale salads you know like and nothing is wrong with that you know I mean to each I like kale I I eat kale but my grandmother when I say that she looks at me and she's like okay that's not how I eat you know what I mean and so like health there is a version of health for each person that can still honor their cultural traditions like whether it's 
you like you have to eat your plantains, whether you like to use breadfruit, you know what I mean? Whether you like to use canned um, goods, frozen fruit, like there's so many different ways to do it. It doesn't have to look one way. And so like we fully believe like health doesn't have to look one way. And we want to meet people where they are and show them that they can still honor their traditions and thrive. Yeah, I think that speaks a lot to the diversity in in having diversity in medicine is acknowledging the different cultures, the different environments that people are in and not just assuming that everyone does have access to the freshest fruits and vegetables or very specific produce. Definitely no one in my Caribbean house eats kale. Yeah, Um, (laughs) right? Yes. (laughs) right but there's but there's things in in y'all's and there's things in your diet that have just as much nutrients as the kale or or the you know the the things that we talk Mm -hmm. about like one of the youtube videos that we're doing is on pico de gallo people don't think about pico de gallo as a healthy thing it has tomatoes onions cilantro garlic powder like fresh garlic sometimes like the jalapenos those so many antioxidants so many polyphenols Mm -hmm. so many awesome nutrition there yes but like it's painted as well you know yeah, but it's better if you do this. It's like, no, this these have powerful ingredients just yeah. like any other vegetable or fruit. And so yeah. it's honoring like, hey, what you're doing is, this is right, let's do more of this, right? And mm-hmm. still be able to eat the things that make sense to you and your family. Yeah, exactly. It's so clutch to have <laughs> like physicians of color to see yeah. like, what are our ancestral foods? What are our yeah. cultural foods? And how do we do we need to modify them or do we need to like promote them as means? Yes. Well? So mm-hmm. I love yes. that message. That's so good. Yes. Yeah. Now I will say, I want to be real now, you know, I think about my grandma, if she ever listened to this, she loves sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes are great, but she makes them sweeter. Right. She, add a little bit of, <laughs> she add just a little bit too much of the white sugar and the butter. So, yeah. I mean, you know, not to say, you know, some people argue is moderation what we should fight for. I mean, that's a different debate, but you know, there's always room to to change things, but it's a it's a personal conversation. It's not I'm not gonna make any blanket statement and say, no, you shouldn't do that, right? It's like uh-huh. to each person figuring out what works for you and working with that's what we want to do, work with people so we can say, okay, how do you do it? Mm-hmm. Tell me what matters to you and let's figure out a plan. Mm-hmm. That exactly. personalization aspect, I think, is the future of medicine. Because this blanket, bland message does not work for most people. We already know this. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Proven time and time again that we cannot just tell people to eat their vegetables or have fruit. Like it's not like that. Exactly. It's not real life. No. (laughs) So I love that you guys are taking the time to actually figure out a means of personalizing medicine and doing it on a scale, like across a community, having these events and doing things like that. So where can the good people find you? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So we had our website, cookingonpurposehealth.com. And then all of our social media, our handle is cookingonpurposehealth. So that's Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. And then we're also on LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and I follow Cooking on Purpose on Instagram. I've been watching these recipes. (laughs) (laughs) They're fun. They're fun. Yeah, yeah. I remember you commented on the uh, the oatmeal. 
Oh yeah, because I don't know nothing about no steel cut oats. I literally I have my instant oats right here. Like yes. I'm like, oh, can I sell these overnight? She was like, no, they're gonna be a mushy mess. I'm like, they're gonna be a mushy mess, and you're gonna come for me. <laughs> yeah, so awesome. Okay, so I'm gonna include your website, um, your handles in the show notes so that people can yes, just please. click directly from the notes below the podcast please follow please support um yeah I think what the work that you guys are doing is amazing and I'm very proud to have you guys on the podcast and sharing this sharing your stories and sharing that there's just a different way to do things and that you can and then having this collaboration right and doing it collaboratively is even a better way to get things done and to to do things well they say what is it like if you want to go fast go alone but if you want to go far go together and I feel yes. like that's such a good motto exactly. for partnering yeah. in business so right, right. any last oh, comments sure. yes actually I just thought of it our newsletter I don't know how oh, I've linked yeah. on that we have a newsletter oh, yeah. that people can sign up for when they go to the website and as soon as you sign up you'll get a link that sends you 10 free recipes Ooh. to get you started they're all very diverse. We hear good, lots of good comments about that. And we also have a blog mm-hmm. on the website too. So it gives you lots of health tips, education. So we're all about serving people and giving out the value. Love that. Yeah. that is and if you want to work good. with us, go to the website too. <laughs> yes. yes. I think there's so much room for collaboration. Yes. That's yeah. the power. Like you said, that's how you go further. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It might take a little longer, but you're going to go, you're going to reach more. Right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you for having us. It was good. It was a good conversation. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you for being on here. Fun. Maybe a year from now we can come back and show you and say how much things have grown. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm already trying to get back in. There's room. <laughs> Planet yeah. room. There's always gonna be room for the OG guests, you know. Hey. <laughs> thank you, ladies. Okay, guys. So thank you. check the show notes. Look for cooking on purpose look at the YouTube. There's lots of valuable videos. I think also as other physicians, we can learn and refer our own patients to these kinds of resources so that they can be watching and learning how to eat well. Cause that's our goal, right? Is to educate people in a way that is reasonable and realistic. So, so excited. Thanks Dr. Shayla and Dr. Antoinette. Thank you. We'll talk again probably soon. Yes, fingers crossed. (laughs) Fingers crossed. And for everyone else, have a great week. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast. And what I want you to do next is write a review. I'm going to make this so easy for you. Just go ahead and give me five stars, but also leave a comment that tells me how we can be off the charts. I want you to link us everywhere you can. Instagram at The Black Doctor, The Black Doctor website to join our newsletter. Just become part of our collective. I want you here. Thanks. Until next time. Bye.